Hi everybody, this is Roberta Fallon, and you're listening to Art Blog Radio, brought to you by theartblog.org. Thanks for joining us. Today I'm speaking with Rashia Lynn Harmon L. and Sifu Chick Mason about the practice of dragon dancing, or Pakwa Chang, or Bagua Zhang. Right. Right. Thank you for being here, Chick and Rashia. And we're, I should say where we are, we're in Culture Works, which is 1315 Walnut Street in the conference room. So please put up with us if there's a little bit of background noise. It's due to some activities going on, not in this room, but outside this room. There's a lot of construction in the building. Um, so we're going to talk today with Chick and Rashia about dragon dancing, Pakwa Chang, which is an internal practice of mixed martial arts and involves moves that are fluid and controlled and that take the practice into the realm of what I think is more like dance and art. So thank you both again. And Chick, let's start with you. Can you explain what dragon dancing or Pakwa Chang is for you? And for others? Sure. See, the Bagua Chang um, started with the lineage is very important. Not all dragon dancing or dance of the dragon is Bagua. Right, some of it is right. the street dancing, right? Well, with the festival? Not, well, see, Bagua is a large umbrella term. Uh, this is how it went Deng Hai Chuan was the creator of, of Bagua Chang. He, that was around 1800s. Then he taught the Empress's bodyguard, uh, Empress Dowager's bodyguard. His name was Yin Fu. Yin Fu taught Kung Pao Qin. Kung Pao Qin taught my teacher, who was a professor of medicine, uh, Ting Zi Fang, and Adam Su. Adam Su's teacher was. Um, Leo Yun Zhao, who was the bodyguard of Chiang Kai-shek. <clears throat> so it was a very effective martial art. It was like the, the Mercedes-Benz of, of Kung Fu. And um, they did a lot of street, you know, a lot of people were living in poverty and they did a lot of street performing and it got popular because it was the most that looked like um, Chinese opera. Oh. So there's opera and swords and knives and, and duets that, are, that they do. And that's what me and Rashia do, uh, do like duets and the dance forms of the tiger, the crane, the snake, the dragon. And that's where it got turned is dragon dancing, but it's actually reverses the dance of the dragon. Okay. So that's a very specific style of Bagua. Not all Bagua is dragon dancing. That's like kind of like our trademark. Okay, but it comes out of Kung Fu, Oh, definitely, traditional Kung Fu. There's two big mountains in, Kung, in China. One is Mount Hua Shan, which is where, uh, and Wu Tang, where Bagua and Tai Chi were invented. Then there's the Honan Mountain, the Bamboo Mountain, uh, which is where Shaolin comes from. 
Now, Gua is a mix of Shaolin and Wu, and Wu Tang. And are these Taoist or Buddhist practices? Both. They're both. Shaolin focuses on Buddhism, right? And uh, uh, Bagua focuses on on Taoism. But there's three. Uh, everybody thinks that there's all these religions in China, but they're actually one religion. Um, Confucianism, which plays a very big part in what we do, is uh, based on the family structure and how the government should run. This is pre-Mao time. And um, Buddhism is for your self-exploration, how to perfect oneself. And Taoism is Mother Earth. Hmm. Is that how the eight great manifestations like water, sky, thunder, wind, fire, earth, mountain, and lake are the manifestations um, that was created. So this is very educational. Oh, very. And I teach children from five years old to 11 years old. So, And we educate. They know all the phrases, and the, they know all the names of all the, all the, uh, all the stuff that have to do with Bagua and Kung Fu. They're very educated. And this I teach at Zhang Sa, which is 530 Bainbridge Street uh, in Philadelphia. It's an after-school program. Yes. But now we just started a pre-K. Pre-K? Yep. So how young can you go with this teaching? They start at four. They started at four years old. Because that's below the age of reason. So I would assume that a certain amount yeah, of the learning is uh, rote. They are very, they're, they're smarter than we are. I mean, they pick up stuff. They pick up stuff. If I tell how to uh, uh, speak in Chinese, uh, like they know all the names, like Yi, Yer, San, Su, Bu, Lil, Chi, Fa, Zhou, Sure, they could say it, like you say it three times, they got it mastered already. Yeah, and this is at five years old. Wow. Yeah. So what, what do these, I'm interested in the children, what do they, take away from this? Is it the spirituality uh, of the exercise as well as the physicality? Well, there's a there's the sayings that we, we have mm. little poems and little sayings, mm. like practice as much as possible, not only at school, but also at home. Every hour of practice will deepen and solidify your basic foundation to prepare for a higher level of training. Every hour of practice will deepen and solidify your basic foundation to prepare for a higher level of training. Then we teach them how, why fundamentals are important. Uh, the tallest tree stripped of its roots will die. The tallest building uh, without a strong foundation will crumble. Therefore, it is to have a good strong foundation to, from which to grow and develop uh, so that you have a, you know, that you, these are the things you learn with, as a child. And they remember these things. Sure, the yeah. business, that's got to be um, Taoism, right? The Mother Earth? Yes, right, so yes, right. Tree, yes, tree. everything's about the tree. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I want to get back to that with you, but I want to include Rishia now. Yeah, and oh yeah, ask, please. Rishia, how did you get involved in the dragon dancing? 
Um, and how long have you been participating? Well, I initially was um, taking Dalian Yoga with Shufu Chick, and um, I had an illness that I had developed. And one of the things um, that uh, became a part of my healing process was um, this form of dragon dancing, uh, because one of the things that I did to to try to educate myself more about you know, my internal organs and how I could do a lot like self-healing was that I actually began to, um, to take classes, private classes, to become certified in Dalian Yoga. Hmm. So that I, ah. and I did receive my certification. Huh. Um, but as a part of uh, the continued healing process that I needed to, to go through, um, I then began training um, with Shurfu in Bagua, it, it was um, in 2016. So pretty recently. Yes, very yes, recently. And did it help you with the self-healing? Um, it did. Yes, it did. The um, the healing um, process. It took some time. It was um, the what I was going through. It had to do with um, there was some poison in my system, and it had affected um, my my major organs. So during a, a I would say like a significant amount of time years, um, there was a recovery process that I had to go through, and through my Taoian yoga as well as me practicing with Shifu, um, I was, you know, I was able to, to actually um, improve my health significantly. Wow. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you come out of a dancing background. You have been a dancer? Yes. Oh. Um, I grew up, yes, dancing. What kind of dance? Like um, it was it was ballet and jazz. Uh huh. Yes. And were you doing this seriously, like throughout elementary school? Oh, high she's school? as serious as you can get. <laughs> she's she's a, as a ballerina. She's I'm, a ballerina. I'm more serious about it now um, than I was, you know, as as a child and going into my teenage years. And in fact, I had been away for quite some time from dancing until I became ill. When I became ill, um, the dancing became a part of my healing process. Yes. So would anybody have seen you dance when you were doing ballet before or jazz? Were you with yeah, a company? Yeah, a class of people. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of private lessons and like, when I was much younger and I did perform, um, but based upon like the, my, my family the family dynamics that I grew up in, it wasn't so much public as it was private, like within like our own community. So yes, there were individuals who did uh, witness me, uh, you know, dancing. Yes, when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> now, we actually studied from the same ballet teacher. Oh, so you. I'm a you ballet. A I do ballet. Too. I'm not like her, but I do ballet. <laughs> wow. She's a more. Uh, she is more on point than I am. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Yes, she is quite the uh, ballerina. Right. Wow. So you mentioned, Chick, that you and Rashia do some duets. Oh, yes, we with do. With the mixed martial arts. and It's not really mixed martial arts because that uh, there's a lot of tussling in that, and that they try to hurt each other. Uh, Bagua does not try to hurt. It, it tries to, to minimize 
uh, the pain that you're giving somebody. Thank you for yeah. making that yeah. correction. Because mixed martial art is actually uh, is the big thing right now. And it actually, they don't have principles to live by except to smash somebody's face in, break an arm, and stuff like that. So that's a little different than what we do. We try to preserve life. Mixed martial arts try to end life. So there's a big difference. That yeah. uh, makes it very clear. Because when you say mixed martial arts, you think of, uh, who's the guy that put the, the, ash, the, 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 the tray through the um, bus? Uh, Conor McGregor. It's not that kind of thing at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. No, because I was somewhat confused. Right, yeah. Because it does a have... Lot of, well, it, we do have a mix. It is a mix of... Uh, Long Fist, Prang Mantis, Tai Chi, Bagua, but it's all based on Chinese medicine and how to heal your own body. The word Dao Yin is the Chinese version of yoga. And it's the grandmother of, of all the arts. So it's like a yoga. We do the same like the, the, um, the cobra, the cat, the bow. It's the same movements, but they're done in a Chinese way which is also is much softer. Uh, we, uh, uh, Americans tend to go over, like in Bikrams and all in Ashtanga, they overdo it because it's become the North American way of doing yoga. Our, I lived in a yoga ashram so for three years, and so everything is softer and it's more deep. It's the true yoga. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, are you from Philadelphia originally, Chick? I'm from Istanbul originally. Okay. And I've been here since I was three, grew up in Framingham, Massachusetts, um, then moved down to New Jersey and, uh, and Philly. Yeah. And when did you start participating in Bagua? About 14, I went to a karate class and 2014. I just... 2014? No, when I was 14. Oh, when you were 14 years old. Right. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, my foster brother brought me to a karate class, and I have been practicing every day since then, which was in the 60s, I believe. 65, 69, something, you know, a long time ago, before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> What's the female equivalent of Shifu? Uh, Is there one? Simo. Simo. So that's senior mother or spirit mother. Okay. So and that's what Rashi is working toward. Ah, <laughs> yes. Well, you have a few years to go, perhaps? I don't know. She learns very quickly. She's like my top. She's. She's one of my top students. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's yes, an easy but, um, learner. And learn quickly, but as uh, Shufu has mentioned, you know, one of the um, basic requirements for any type of art or practice is, is practice. Right. And one of the things that I really need to uh, focus on is the practicing every day. Because with practice, you do, you know, you solidify your foundation. 
So do you practice with another person or do you practice in solitary sort of, or both? Um, Does both. it matter? Yeah, yeah, you have to do both. both. Okay. We practice once a week mm -hmm. for a few hours and plus our practice is also our rehearsal. So by the time it's ready for a show, we just did a show, how many months ago? Was it October or November? For The Bridge, which is a organization of people of color. And it's artists, uh, it's artists uh, like theater, rapping, what, you know, a li little bit of dancing. So it's a uh, performance space? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is actually over at the Rotundra. Okay, sure. And um, Gabrielle uh, Bacon, who heads her and a few others head this organization. Um, I teach their child who has special needs. So that's how we all got kind of, they asked us, hey, would you do some little thing at the show? And I said, sure. So then we went and we uh, made it. It was bigger than we thought it was going to be, but it was like more work than we thought. But we actually did very well at that show. It's on, it's on YouTube. Great. Do you, just out of curiosity, is there a musical component to the performance? Actually, normally I have had several dance companies. Um, the, the, there's musicians like uh, Didgeridoo, Doombek, which is a Middle Eastern drum, uh, Ney, which is a Turkish flute, uh, violin, cello, and, and tonings. Have you ever heard toning? No. Where they sing, and whatever your movement is, they imitate it with their voice. And um, that's on YouTube as well. Um, and it, uh, it's a musical, they are actually, we're, as a team, they're translating my movement, I'm moving to their sound. So it's different than any dance company, because no, most dance companies take a piece of music and they imitate that music, you know. So it's more of a collaboration or symbiotic. A, yes, it's symbiotic with the musicians. And some of the, yeah, because they're, uh, it's all improv. Right. Because they're translating what I'm doing and I'm moving according to what they're doing. I so wish it's I could part Tai Chi. You can. It's on. Um, it's it's on inhale dance performance. Inhale. I inhale. Yep. Yeah. Uh, from the Chi Movement Center. It was done in two what two thousand. Two thousand. Yes, yeah, something around two thousand. And um, I worked for Kunyang Lin. I taught uh, Tai Chi, Qigong, Dragon Dancing, and I teach Asian dance to Asian dance companies. That sounds strange, but it's he, he's Asian, he's from Taiwan. My Kung Fu teacher teaches Cloud Gate Dance Theater from Taiwan, which is the most probably popular Asian dance company in the world. They come out of Taiwan, and they're called Cloud Gate. And um, Kun Yang Lin comes out of that group, right? I've heard of them. They were in yeah. touch with our blog about. Oh yeah, yeah, they're big. They're huge. Yeah. And they're amazing. They're like they mix martial arts to their modern dance, 
And dance is very big in, in, in China, it's huge. They have whole universities dedicated to dance. It sounds like you've spent time in China. I haven't. Taiwan? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. I spent years doing, about nine years off and on, studying Chinese medicine. That's my, is, was my main focus for a while. Did you practice Chinese Every, medicine? Yeah, yeah, for nine years. Um, you had uh, <laughs> clients, in other words. Uh, yeah, I worked in several clinics in San Francisco and Taiwan and in Canada. I, had a, I have a clinic now. You do? Yeah. Where yeah. in Canada? On uh, Spadina Street. In what part of Canada? Toronto. Toronto. Uh, my assistant for nine years runs that school. He runs that clinic. And he's really the boss of that clinic. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go there much. But you taught him? Uh, yeah, I taught him since, since he was a teenager. So education is part of your core makeup, it sounds like. Yeah, I think my whole family were Armenians, so a lot of us became teachers. Uh, yeah. My, all my brothers and sisters taught one time or other. That's amazing. What a story. Were your ancestors, I'm sorry to ask this, persecuted? Yes. You were in we Istanbul. Were, some, were, um, some were heads cut off and some of them were shot. My father spent time in an orphanage, Armenian orphanage, like they did with the Indian children here, that the families got, the braves got killed. Right. So um, they would, they would house the children in these schools to whitewash them. Yes. Or Christianize them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that same story all over the world, right? Pause for noise, sorry. Um, have you been back to Istanbul? Or do no, you have Armenians there don't anymore? go back to Istanbul, it's a rule. I mean, I'm sure that they, that some do. They're not all Armenians are, are Orthodox Christians, though some of them are Muslim. Yeah, I actually was raised as a Sufi. Hmm. Do you know what that is? Sufi Muslim. You ever heard the, no. No. You ever heard of the whirling dervishes? Sure. You don't have to be a Muslim to practice Sufism because it's all about love and poetry and uh, how to be kind to others, which is kind of the opposite of uh, some cults. Yes. Yeah. Like the Whirling Dervishes, which was created by Rumi, who's probably one of the most famous poets that ever lived, uh, only talks about love and stories. There's no religion. It's not a religion. It's a way of living. Yeah. Like Zen is to Buddhism, Sufism is to Muslims. They don't, they don't really condone it. But they, uh, when somebody says something good about the Sufis, they, they own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like they have um, movement built into oh, the Oh, it's all dance. Also. It's all about dance. There's nine dances. Some of them are like marches. Some of them is spinning in a circle for an hour. Yeah. So, one thing I want to ask is how you come up with a choreography for a dance with Rashia? 
it's already set, like some of them are 300 years old. So I don't really mess with it too much. We might, we tweak it a little bit, mm -hmm. and it depends on who you're moving with. Yeah. So it's responsive to that extent that you can change it to well with your partner. But most of them are set for like some of the like the crane, 300 years old, tiger, 300 years old. Uh, there's nothing you really have to do with it. They're traditional, and you don't, you know, it's traditional. Right. Is there one you favor over another, or do you go through Well, the when we do dragon dancing and snake, I think, is our favorite ones. I would agree. Yeah. And why is that? Because it's very, like, indigenous to the animal. Because <laughs> the dragon is like the dragon body and the snake arms, mm -hmm. right? So we, and we do, do we dance like that in modern? Yeah. I like doing a lot of floor work. Okay. Rashid I don't not. particularly <laughs> enjoy I love floor work. work. Uh, yeah. So you're all over the place and right. you're not. She's like ballerina. I'm more up right. and oh. he's more down. down. <laughs> I'm like the snake and she's like the Jumping. flying dragon. Right. So a lot of times when we're practicing, you know, he has to tell me, you know, get lower. Right. Stay, don't go up so high. You right. know, cause, because a lot of times what will happen is... Um, we'll be working on a move, and I might incorporate some ballet movements in it unintentionally. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's very ballerina. Out. She's very ballerina. So yeah, so a, a lot of the moves that I might do, they might be too too high, whereas you're, I'm supposed to be lower, you know, to the ground, more earthly. Yeah, because kung fu is low and out, ballet is up and out. Interesting. They're always reaching for heaven. Higher, higher, higher. Right. And Whereas then Kung Fu is ground. Is lower, lower, lower. Like a snake. Being with the earth. Right. Well, I, I don't even know where to go from here, but this has been the most wonderful conversation. <laughs> um, I've learned so much. And when will you be performing again? Do you have We don't have a date yet? yet, but there is a bridge thing coming up uh, sometime this year. Yes, I'm pretty sure um, we will I have to get my brush. We'll probably be performing again. Yeah. Yes, yes. definitely. We will be mm -hmm. doing it again. Well, get in touch with me and give yeah. me those dates I would like to see you perform yeah. and I'm That's sure other thing. people would also. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with uh, Rashia Lynn Harmonell mm -hmm. and Sifu Chick Mason. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you, Roberta. It's been a pleasure as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you've been listening to Art Blog Radio, now available on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Spotify. <laughs>